Carol Gardner is a wife and mom to two teenagers. She lives in South California and got her master's degree in social work thinking that was part of her path. Her life switched dramatically when she used hypnobirthing, a natural birthing method for her first child 20 years ago. She learned that she could be a proactive about her birth process and that transferred into her life. She started researching ingredients and eventually found a company that she trusted. She never planned to become a Young Living brand partner, but she loved what the products did for her and her family and she's the type that shares information and resources with her friends, so she started to share. After a lot of work, she made it to the top ranks of the company, and now she and her husband work full-time helping people become proactive about their health and their wellness. You can learn more about Carol at her website, www.carolyegardner.com, which I also have in the show notes, but the best place to learn more is to follow her on Instagram at allwelllivedlife, which is also in the show notes. She shares life hacks, teaches about clean living, and more you can DM her through her IG as well in order to get wellness tips. So Carol, I'm so excited to have you on the podcast. I know you are a wealth of knowledge when it comes to environmental medicine, uh, heavy metals, oils as well. So number one, thank you for being here. Thank you for providing your wisdom to my audience. We're really excited to have you. Yeah, I'm happy to be here. Yeah, so let's start off. So how did you get into kind of environmental medicine? What did that journey look like? It's just been a journey of self-discovery, really. I um, I was pregnant and wanted to make sure that I was exposing myself and my newborn, or, you know, unborn baby to yeah. the least amount of chemicals possible. I was never an organic, crunchy, holistic person growing up. But once I got pregnant, I was like, I got to take this seriously because I have this human being that I'm responsible for. So I started using certified organic products and, you know, limiting things. But then I learned later that even organic products can have petrochemicals in them because petrochemicals are based from petroleum, which used to be rotting leaves thousands of years ago. But as long as it has some kind of carbon in it, it can be certified as an organic property or an organic ingredient. Mm -hmm. But petroleum-based ingredients are nothing that you want to be putting on your skin or ingesting or having go go into your bloodstream because they are known carcinogens, right? Right. So I was shocked when I learned that this certified organic baby wash and, you know, lotion that I was using, that they had petroleum-based ingredients in them and all these other things that, you know, seemed like they were better, but weren't. So that really opened my eyes up to the term greenwashing, which is just a marketing ploy for right. companies to be able to market things as cleaner or more natural or pure, or the, the packaging has like green leaves and looks, you know, more eco-conscious. And even though it might look like it's branded to be a healthy, clean product, that there can be hidden ingredients in there or just hidden things solvents that have to take the coconut oil out of the coconut that don't have to be on the ingredient list, right? That are toxic solvents. So I just started, I'm a researcher and I just started researching things myself and learning things and I love to share information. So that's how my journey started. So that was, my son is going to be 20. So that was 20 years ago. And so it's Incredible. just been, yeah, 20 years of lots of learning and shocking information and continuing to learn and share. 
Well, hey, the world needs you seriously, yeah. because th this information is, is really, really important. And when you realize how much it impacts you on, you know, a disease level, when it's, when you're talking about root cause medicine, it, it is scary when you go down yeah. the rabbit hole. And I'm curious, I know a lot of us struggle with sourcing products that aren't greenwashed and that are good. And, you know, even something as simple as dishwash, like I was looking for, you know, a clean dishwash and I was looking in the organic aisle and it's like the, the, there's still chemicals in there there's yeah. still contents in there that are going to be going directly into my skin right so then it's like what's the solution do I choose the lesser evil or you know like what do I do moving forward so how do you do that how do you navigate the world of selecting products yeah it's hard constantly looking at ingredients and really using a critical mind to try and think like what how does this affect you? So a lot of people will think like, you know, dishwashing liquid, like, why would you care? You know, like, as long as it's like sort of clean, like I'm cleaning my dishes. But then if you think about the fact that like, whatever you're washing your dishes with and putting on the dryer, like that residue is sitting there. And when you drink from that cup or you eat off that plate, you're eating the residue. So if it has a dye, a color dye, that's toxic. If it has a fragrance, the fragrance, even in those natural brands, they use fragrance that typically is synthetic or is, you know, extracted from the plant in a not so healthy way. Mm -hmm. So again, that's a hidden ingredient that they're not going to put there. They'll just say fragrance and fragrance is a loophole. The government put out a law that protects companies from actually identifying all the ingredients in fragrance because each company has a trade secret for their fragrance. Okay. So there's thousands of chemicals that can be put under that fragrance umbrella that can be known carcinogens, but the companies don't have to report that. So when you look on the products of your lotion, of your shampoo, of, you know, we expose ourselves, especially as women, we expose ourselves to like a hundred products a day, just right. living. Yeah, And so if you think about the endocrine disruptors that are in fragrance and the toxins, we're overexposing ourselves. So I did find a brand that I love and it's Young Living and, and I scoured all of the ingredients and they are hyper, hyper vigilant about ensuring that the ingredients that they put into their products are safe. The fragrances are from essential oils that are grown with no GMOs, you know, no pesticides, distilled in medical grade stainless steel with low heat, low steam. So like they do all these things just to ensure that like every little bit of whatever is in the product is as safe as it can be. And they're constantly upgrading and up-leveling and reformulating as they learn stuff because things constantly are changing. Right. Um, I actually haven't looked at Young, Liv Young Living products. I do know about them. Uh, mm -hmm. what, what kind of products do they offer? So they're most well known for their essential oils, which basically, you know, you can use for pretty much anything that you have going on in your daily life, you know, stress, mm -hmm. emotional grounding, but then also like those everyday aches and pains. But then they also have an amazing home cleaning line. So like the liquid dish soap, laundry detergent, nice. you know, household cleaner, and they're all super concentrated. There's no water in them or minimal water. So you're really getting a ton of bang for your buck with their products and you can make them last for months. Nice. But then they also have like lotion, toothpaste, shampoo, kids line, pet line, like everything we've pretty much replaced 
I'd say like 95% of the products in our home to Young Living. Nice. And then, you know, they just ship to our home and yeah. I mean, it's necessary. It's like you said, I mean, I haven't seen, you know, my own personal journey, you know, obviously starts with chronic illness and I was diagnosed with PCOS and then you learn about, you know, BPA and all of the endocrine mm-hmm. disruptors. And then I went down to kind of like the fertility yeah. rabbit hole. Right. So, yeah. and, and I know it's scary when you start like thinking about everything, it's overwhelming. Like, okay, yeah. Right. It's like, you're looking at your deodorant and then you're looking at your makeup and then all of your shower products and your shampoo right. and, your, and, then, and then you're like, and then you go to the kitchen and you're doing liquid, like it is is overwhelming. Yeah. Um, and I always suggest, you know, start with one thing, you know, use mm-hmm. up your product, switch it out, like, and, and use like the most important things, you know, like deodorant, for instance, it's going straight into your skin. It's going straight exactly. into your lymphatic system. Just right. that that's one of the most important things that you can switch mm-hmm. out. And mm-hmm. then again, with like skin products, like you just said, like lotions, detergents, your skin is a sponge. Yes. Anything that you touch is going straight into your skin, straight into your body. And it stays there sometimes mm-hmm. depending yeah. on how your de- detoxification and elimination pathways are working. Right. Mm-hmm. So you know, exploring products like Young Living, like I'm going to actually, you know, uh, do a little write up on Young Living and help people kind of have access to those products too. And then I know you probably share about them on your page as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, you guys can also check that out on Carol's uh, Instagram page, which will also be in the show notes. Um, I do want to talk about heavy metals in yeah. terms of in my environmental toxins. What What is your, what are you seeing there with heavy metals? Yeah. I mean, it's in our water, right? Like it's everywhere. It's unavoidable. So the more that we can just ensure that, you know, we can't control everything. And like you said, it's overwhelming. Like when you start thinking about like all of the things that we are exposing ourselves to, and like, it would, it, it's not something that typically people are doing. Like, I'm just going to clear my house all in one fell swoop. So it is a journey. It's like, you know, take one room at a time or take one product at a time. As soon as you start you know, getting to a third of that bottle of shampoo, switch it out for the new one, but heavy metals, you know, they're, they're, they go to the brain, right? They are known neurotoxins. And so if you can get, you know, water filtration in your home, if that's something that you can afford, there are actually, you know, Rita type water filters that actually take out all the good stuff. So I can give you that link as well. Um, so if you can't do a whole water, you know, whole house water filtration system, or you can't afford reverse osmosis, Mm -hmm. you know, there are options. Berkey water filters are also great. So just knowing what you're exposing yourself to, Mm because we want to avoid the neurotoxins, they go to the brain Mm -hmm. and we want to avoid those endocrine hormone disrupting chemicals, especially as women, even men. Right. And I have teenage kids. So I want to make sure they have long-term healthy yeah. fertility. hundred percent. Yep. And that's becoming an issue, especially nowadays with, you know, the compounding factor. A lot of people yeah. don't realize that things compound. And, you know, when you look at, you know, FDA regulations and stuff like that, they're looking at micro amounts of these products, which is fine if you are taking it in that micro amount. The problem is, is that you keep taking it in that micro amount. And what happens is bioaccumulation, it stacks. And all of a sudden you have a toxin amount in your body that is toxic Mm -hmm. and you're getting symptoms from it, but nobody's acknowledging that that's even happening. Right. Yeah. The the rate of autoimmune 
issues is sky high, right? Diabetes is sky high. And everyone's wondering like, why? It's because we're constantly exposing ourselves to all of these toxic products. Our bodies are meant to flush out the toxins. Like that's what your liver, your kidneys, like all of your organs are helping to flush things out. But like you said, if we're exposing ourselves to hundreds of things, these micro amounts, but every day, multiple times a day, Mm -hmm. our bodies can't handle it. So then they hold on to it and then it impacts the compounds and that bioaccumulation happens. Mm -hmm. And then your body can't function the way that it needs to, or wants to. And that's when disease happens. That's when symptoms happen. And when you can start peeling away the layers and figuring out like, oh, my laundry detergent or that scent booster that I love to make my laundry smell fresh and clean for three months. Like maybe there's something in there (laughs) that maybe might not be good for me, you know? Yeah, (laughs) I love that. Last for three months. Actually, one of the things that I've noticed too is food and it's Mm -hmm. scary. I mean, we know about GMO food. We know about the altering of food, but Mm -hmm. also um, the absence of things going bad in my fridge. Like I've had an apple in the back that's probably been there for like four months and I'm I'm just like experimenting with it. I'm like, what's this thing going to go bad? You know what I mean? It's supposed to, but it's not. Yeah. I mean, that's a whole other spectrum. I don't know how much you know about GMO. Is that something that you've kind of investigated as well? Yeah. And I mean- I've done my own, you know, Google research. I'm not a scientist by any means, but you know, when GMO stuff is killing birds and killing bees and killing animals that are eating the food that has the GMOs and, you know, I would think that like, that's not good for my body. Um, I just did a reel today that posted about that new um, spray that is going on food called Mm -hmm. APL. Yeah. And like, that's horrifying. Like, you know, it comes in the guise of like, let's be helpful and make food last Mm. months, but like food should not last for months, like real food. Right. And so like, we, again, we need to take it on our responsibility on our shoulders to do the research, to do the things, to make sure that we are staying in control of our health and wellness, because Mm -hmm. there is nobody out there that's looking out for us. And so that's why I love, you know, what you're doing and your podcast and what all of us like wellness warriors are doing because, (laughs) because people, you know, not everybody has the time or desire to do the research. So that's like, that just like keeps pushing me to keep going is because I know like there's one person that wants to know the information that I'm sharing and that hopefully will have their mind blown open and expanded to the idea that like, whoa, I had no idea. And just that one little bit of information can start unlocking, you know, everything. Mm -hmm. And so it's just really, really so important that we continue doing this work and sharing and educating people. Yeah. And I'm noticing, like, I mean, the TikTok platform has been fantastic mm-hmm. because that information is kind of, I mean, it's going viral, right? People are asking yeah. questions. They're saying a lot of my patients actually come in and it's funny because they'll, <laughs> they'll do like kind of the, the screening, be like, I know I was on TikTok and I probably shouldn't <laughs> be. And I'm like, TikTok is great. I have nothing yeah. against TikTok because you're probably going to see information that you wouldn't have otherwise come exactly. across. Yeah. And the most powerful is anecdotal. People take information, they mm-hmm. go and do it, and then they get results and they share it with you. And to me, if you can reproduce those results in people, that's way more valuable than an RCT that was paid by a million dollar company that wants a specific result. 
You right. know what I mean? Like that's yeah. the real gem of information. So, I mean, mm-hmm. there is, you know, studies that are great and provide information, sure. but I really value anecdotal information. So mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, I yeah. agree. So in terms of, are you working with people? Do you work as kind of a health coach or? Yeah, I, everybody that comes to me, I help them figure out, you know, what are your, the issues that you want to address? And then I kind of customize what they want to work on based on their budget. And so yeah. we have a product education group on Facebook that has 32,000 members. It's been nice. around for, I think, eight years now, seven years. So pretty much like 99% of things have been discussed in there. Um, So that's a wealth of information, but I'm always available for anybody to ask questions and help, even if they don't become a Young Living customer. Like I just want to help people know the information that they need to know so that they can feel better. Mm -hmm. Because 10 years ago, before I started Young Living, you know, I was a stressed out mom. I had a seven and a nine-year-old. I was working two jobs. My husband was a first grade teacher. We were constantly getting sick. We had this revolving cycle of sickness. Mm -hmm. I was overtired, stressed out, depressed, didn't know it, you know, denied it, um, and not healthy. And now it's like completely flip-flopped. I'm 53 years old. I'm the healthiest I've ever been. I'm the happiest I've ever been. And it's all because I've decided to do the work and change things for myself and my family Mm -hmm. and make those changes with the products and the things that we do and the medical care providers that we go to and all those kinds of things. It really, really does make a difference. You don't know what you don't know till you know it, right? Exactly. Like we go through our lives thinking this is this is the way life is supposed to be. I'm supposed to go to the doctor. I'm supposed to get this pill. It's supposed to just make me better. And then if I have a side effect, I get another pill. And like I just always am supposed to go to the doctor to like go and get things taken care of. But doctors only know what they're taught. Yeah. You know, I taught yeah. I used to teach hypnobirthing. And that's a natural childbirth method, right? Using self-hypnosis. And I would have OBGYNs come and take my classes. I'd have OB nurses come and take my classes. And I would always laugh because I'd ask them, how many times did you see natural birth on purpose when you were training? Most of them would say zero. Some of them would say, well, I maybe saw one because it was too late for them to get anything. And when they would take the class, their, their minds would just be blown open because natural birth is natural, right? Mm -hmm. What we know in America is Western medicine, medicalized birth. And so like, that's the same for every doctor. They know what they're taught. And unless they look outside the boxes, just like we have to look outside the boxes, nobody knows the whole story. And it's constantly, I think it's fun to find the information, do the research. Not everybody likes to do that, but you know, I think it's up to us to make those decisions to start thinking like critically, like, is this good for me? Mm-hmm. How is this good for me? And what can I do different? Are there alternatives? Right? Yeah. It comes back to that cause and effect. And mm-hmm. I, I, I kind of, that's my, my obsession is, you know, cause and effect, everything is cause and effect. What are you putting in your body and what's the effect of it? And mm-hmm. a lot of the times people struggle with the timeline of cause and effect, right? They don't realize that the things that they're putting in are causing effects. It's not necessarily instant. 
And that's right. where human, you know, short-term gratification. It's like, okay, well, that couldn't have been it because that was a year ago or that couldn't right. have been it because that was five years ago, but it mm-hmm. took five years or 10 years to show up in your body, but your mind, it's it's fallible. It's not going to see that cause and effect. Right. So totally. starting mm-hmm. with those little things, um, I'm curious what kind of chronic illness you're seeing on your end and in, in your community or what seems to kind of be increasing in prevalence. Yeah, I'd say definitely autoimmune issues have been pretty rampant lately. Heart issues. Yep. Um allergies are always an issue, but mm-hmm. yeah, autoimmune stuff has been pretty huge. Fertility mm-hmm. as well. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, kind of same on my end as well. Mm-hmm. Um and what kind of pr- protocols do you do specifically to support those people? I mean, the first thing I do is help them get rid of the toxins in their home and the toxins that they're putting on their body. So I help them get rid of those products. And then there's oils and different supplements and stuff that can help support the body's natural processes so that it can do what it's supposed to do Mm -hmm. versus be stuck in that cycle of not healthy stuff. I know you are an oil expert, so I want to dive into that a little bit because I, mm-hmm. I will be honest, I don't know much about oils. Um, and my sister-in-law loves oils, uses um, them on her kids, swear, mm-hmm. swears by them. She's used them yeah. for things like croup. So um, mm-hmm. yeah, how did you get into oils and how did that kind of cre- like manifest? Yeah. So before 10 years ago, when I started Young Living, I had heard about an oil called, called Thieves Oil years and years ago. And It was based on a recipe back from the days of the bubonic plague. So back in the days of the bubonic plague, these thieves slathered themselves with herbs and spices and they would go and rob the dying and the dead, but they wouldn't get the plague. And when they got caught, the police said, we'll give you a lesser sentence if you tell us what the secret was. So they were apothecaries and they knew like the magic of spices and herbs so this bottle of thieves has those same spices and herbs in it okay but I was a college student back at that time and I was like I can't afford a 30 something dollar bottle of oil like that's crazy so I just kind of blew it off and then when my kids were little little we were having that revolving cycle of sickness and I remember thieves So I just Googled and I found the recipe and I went to the store, health food store, got the health, you know, food store, bought oils okay, um, and thought like, I don't need to get like that 30 something dollar of oil. Like that's a scam. I'll just get these store-bought oils, which are like five bucks each. Okay, And I was using them. I was even taking them internally, even though like the bottle said, don't take internally, but I was like, the label says it's a hundred percent pure and natural. Like it's just one of those stupid labeling things. but we weren't getting healthy. And so in 2013, I was like, I think I can afford this 30 something dollar bottle of oil. I'm going to give it a try and see what the hype is about. And I ended up getting this bundle of products, um, and tried something for allergies. And so like, can't say it because the FDA doesn't want us to say it. So I'll just speak in code word, Mm -hmm. but like, it really, really helped me. And I posted that on my social media. And then all the people that I know in San Diego that are dealing with that was, they were like, wait, what? And so that helped. And then we started using the thieves and our family stayed healthy that winter, which was like the first fall slash winter season that we, 
you know, didn't have that revolving cycle. And so I was not planning on doing this as a business. I was planning on just using them for my personal benefit and, you know, share here and there, but people wanted them and wanted to buy them for me. And so that it just kind of snowballed. It was not an intentional thing, but it's now become my full-time business. And I love it because I get to help empower people, not only reduce their exposure to toxins, but I get to help them be proactive about their life because like your sister, you know, to be able to teach your kids when they're little, Hey, if you have something going on, you can reach for this oil and be proactive. You know, same for me. Like I just used to live with the aches and pains of life of getting older, right. Just like getting out of bed was hard, you know, standing up and like, you know, like, oh my God, my back and this and that, you know, and just throughout the day, it was constantly like, oh, like, oh, this getting older thing sucks. Yeah. But, you know, there are solutions that can help you not feel like that. Yeah. So that's kind of how my journey started it was not intentional, but here we are. <laughs> I love that. I really wish, honestly, I always say, you know, people who are blessed with the childhood of you know, parents who are into alternative medicine or herbs or oils and mm-hmm. stuff like that, you grow up with a toolkit that people, you know, yeah. don't have. And, um, you know, specifically like us, we always ran to the doctor that was, mm-hmm. you know, you have an ear infection, you go to the doctor, you yeah. have sore throat, you go to the doctor. I was at the doctor a lot for, you know, yeah. strep throat and all mm-hmm. of that kind of stuff. So the amount of antibiotics going into my system when you can really just take an oil. Um, you know, like you can, and, and yeah. then, you know, I can't say that clinically because right. technically, you know, strep throat, it can be serious, mm-hmm. but there are a lot of people who swear by these oils. Yeah. Um, and I think, you know, where it becomes difficult. And this was me personally is I find it very overwhelming the world of oils. It's like, where do I start? Like I take my oregano oil and that's kind of like the one that I'm okay right. with. Mm-hmm. But it's like, I, I don't know the world and, and I think a lot of people feel that way. So how would people get into oils? Like, what would you recommend for that? Well, there used to be a really great guidebook called the essential oil pocket reference or okay. the essential oil desk reference, but that has gone out of publication. So Darn. it is a challenge because, well, like Young Living has like over, I don't know, 200 something different oils. Like it's, right. I don't even know what all the oils do for all the things, you know, I'm still constantly learning. Um, so I would just say like, if you're going to get into oils, make sure that you're connected with somebody that knows how to find the information that you need, you know, so that you don't have to search through Google and whatever, and know that there's a difference in quality. You know, this, the store-bought oils that I bought, they're great for a smell, but there's nobody monitoring the, the accuracy of what's in the on the label the labels can say 100 pure and natural but nobody's checking to see what's in it and there's a reel that i have pinned on my instagram that shows a competing store-bought company and they're distilling in an aluminum drum with Mm -hmm. fire underneath no temperature gauge into a muddy pit Mm -hmm. of water where they're scooping the oil out of the this Mm -hmm. muddy pit and pouring it into a bottle they're going to you know the oil market and buying the oils from the the source, you know, the from the actual farmers, and they're in, you know, reused water bottles. And then the test, the, you know, the video is saying like, and we test it every time. And they're testing, and they're putting like this dirty stick in, and if it floats, okay. it's pure, you know. And so like contrast that to, you know, 
land that is virgin land, no chemicals for 50 plus years. That's even better than certified organic, no GMOs, no pesticides, harvesting by hand, by tool, by machinery based on the plant and what it does the best with distilling in medical grade stainless steel with low steam, low heat to, to really keep that plant magic intact, right? Those molecules stay alive in the young living oils because of that process. And then tested in triplicate with multi-million dollar labs to ensure there is no mold, no bacteria, no heavy metals, like all those things. So there's a huge drastic difference in quality and purity and you want to make sure that you're using the oils correctly because they are so powerful. So you're not going to douse yourself with a whole bottle of oil the way no. that you might with a store-bought, you know, brand. And so um, I would just encourage people find somebody that, you know, there's somebody that, you know, that does essential oils, whether it's Young Living or another brand that's not a store-bought brand, um, find somebody and use them as a resource. Mm -hmm. Okay. Awesome. Um, yeah. Cause I know that was one of the concerns was the heavy metal toxicity in, mm -hmm. in oils. Um, and there are different grades of oils. I don't know if you can actually talk about the different brands. Is that something you're allowed to call? Uh, no, not really allowed. Okay. Yeah, okay. I don't want to talk I mean, badly about other brands and, you know, everybody can also just do their own research, but if you aren't, you want to know how the oils are sourced. You right. want to know how the oils are distilled because like I said, those store-bought oils, that one company who has this video on YouTube, you can find it. Yeah. Um, you know, they're distilling in aluminum drums yep. and that's leaching into the product. And so, yes, you can buy oils for much, much cheaper than Young Living, but what are you getting? hundred percent. And that goes right. with, goes for everything, right? It's, it's same like right. coffee, coffee products. Yes. You know, you go, you've got the mold in them. Right. You've got all of that other pesticides, herbicides. Unfortunately, you become kind of, um, I don't know, you look at under everything under a microscope, right? Like every single <laughs> product pretty much, um, yeah. you know, where is it coming from? One of the mm -hmm. things that actually surprised me, I'm going off topic a little bit, um, was the Himalayan, the pink Himalayan. Oh, stuff. I know. Yeah. Right. I was like, okay, uh, yeah. that's interesting. Cause I, I know I was like, oh man, <laughs> another <Yeah>. thing. <laughs> right. So for those of you who don't actually know the whole pink Himalayan salt thing, um, a lot of us, you know, who were on their wellness journey thought pink Himalayan salt was supposed to be the best salt. It was supposed to be like the one that was good for you, the most absorption. Um, what I found out was that it's actually, um, they use explosives in order to kind of get it out of the cave so that the remnants of the explosives and the metals of that, um, you know, extraction process end up in the product and then end up in you. And one of the things that people noticed is that pets specifically or animals were licking um, pink Himalayan salt lamps or, mm. or eating pink Himalayan salt. And it was becoming lethal. They were becoming oh. either, you know, killing them or mm. they were becoming very sick. So the best salt that I personally use now is Celtic sea salt. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know if you know who Barbara O'Neill is. Mm. She, yeah, she, yeah, she, yeah. She talks a lot about Celtic sea salt and how it mm -hmm. actually goes into the cell, but Mm -hmm. Yeah, that was the story of unfortunately pink Himalayan. Yeah, yeah. It's a constant, <laughs> constant evolution and journey of like, okay, we thought that was good. Oh crap. Now we gotta yeah. live it and like learn. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. So, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> 
Well, anyways, thank you, Carol, so much for being on the show today. It's like I said, this information is so powerful. And I know a lot of people are going to come your way. Um, I know you've got the Facebook community, so that'll be a valuable resource for people mm -hmm. too. Um, what's the best way for people to re reach you and what do you prefer? They can contact me through my Instagram, which is a well-lived life, A-W-E-L-L, -L, and then lived with a D, life, and they can just DM me. Awesome. And I love your wellness warrior t-shirt. Are those for sale? <laughs> yeah, I have them for sale on in my shop. Okay, <laughs> I'll, there you I'll go. send you the link. <laughs> I was going to say, we all need to get those t-shirts and wear them. I know, love right? <laughs> yeah. Um, and yeah, thank you. Thank you again. Thank you for everything that you do. Really appreciate, you know, you sharing this knowledge and educating people and, and thank you for being on the show. Yeah. Thanks for having me. I love sharing this information. And, you know, like I said before, I appreciate what you do as well, parasites and just helping people just open their minds about what they're doing to improve their health is so important. Yeah. All right. Thanks, Carol. Thank you. And that wraps up another episode of the Parasite Doc podcast. Thank you so much for being here. This show wouldn't be possible, obviously, without you guys. We love to hear your feedback. What did you think of the show? What did you think of the topics that we touched on? And we're always open to feedback on things that we could improve on or topics or people that you'd like us to interview. Thanks again. We'll see you on the next time on the Parasite Doc podcast.